You're listening to Rocky Mountain Review on 90.5 FM KCSU Fort Collins for Tuesday, October 31st. I'm Lee Zimpel, your news director. And I am Tyler Weatherwax, your assistant news director. And we are the voices behind the Rocky Mountain Review news broadcast that airs every Tuesday and Thursday from 4 to 5 p.m. As always, we here at the Rocky Mountain Review strive to give you the most up-to-date, unbiased, and factual news. On today's show, you might have noticed that the Lori Student Center has some new bins. Find out some more with Tyler in Campus News. And the family of a man who was found dead near Horsetooth Reservoir is offering a reward to anyone who can help solve this case. This and more with Lee in Local News. Then Tyler will highlight some upcoming events in Fort Collins in Events News. Later on in the broadcast, a Colorado amusement park is closed since employees found a body that was armed with guns and explosives. Learn more in National News with Lee. And with that, we'll get started with campus news. Hello, I'm Tyler Weatherwax, and this is your Colorado State University campus news. If you have visited the Lori Student Center recently, you may have noticed some new bins. The new bin system aims to reduce waste on campus. The typical trash and recycling bins are still on campus and in the LSC. However, these new bins go into more depth, sorted into three colors. Blue, recycling, brown, composting, and black, landfill. The single-stream recycling method is to put all recyclables like newspaper, cardboard, aluminum, and much more into one stream of recycling. Composting aims to put things like food back into the ground to help things grow. And lastly, landfill is most other waste. This new system hopes to help students and visitors in the Lori Student Center to properly dispose of their trash. The effort to reduce waste comes after the Zero Waste team implemented them. The new bins are a collaborative effort between ACSU and Lori Student Center operations. Carolina Manriquez was given a special award for excellence in forestry this past week. Carolina on Friday was presented with the award by the Society of American Foresters. She was presented the trophy for her knowledge, skill, and innovation in forestry. Carolina received the award in Sacramento, California, and has been working at the Colorado State Forest Service Steamboat Springs Field Office for over a decade. Carolina said, quote, It is an honor to be recognized by SAF together with other outstanding professionals who have dedicated their careers to the science-based application of forestry. Also this week, members of the Asian Pacific American Cultural Center accused several members of ASCSU of offensive Halloween costumes. According to an article from the Collegian, a themed event at the CSU Mountain Campus, several ASCSU members were in costumes that were offensive and offensive-appropriated Hawaiian culture. The members were not named. After the break is Lee with local news. The family of a man found dead near Horsetooth is offering a reward to anyone with information. Also, learn about some road safety you need to know about in November. In local news, in September, a Fort Collins man was found dead at a trail near Horsetooth Reservoir. Now his family is offering up to a $50,000 reward for information to help solve the case. 64-year-old Paul Gallenstein was found fatally shot on the Foothills Trail the morning of September 10th. Investigators believe he was shot between 9 and 11 a.m. in the morning, but officials have not found a weapon yet. The Lermer County Sheriff's Office clarified exactly where his body was found for the first time on Monday. According to the Coloradoan, Gallenstein's death is being investigated as a possible homicide. In a news release this week, his family and officials both asked for the public's help to solve the case. The family also asked for privacy as the investigation moves forward. Their message said, quote, This has had a devastating effect on our family as we grieve the loss of our husband, brother, and uncle. 
Since launching the investigation, officials have been gathering evidence, running interviews, and working with Gallenstein's family. Larimer County Sheriff John Fayen says investigators are working extensively to figure out what happened and that officials cannot afford to speculate or assume anything. On Gallenstein's online obituary, his loved ones talk about his kindness, patience, and humor. Gallenstein was a longtime resident of Fort Collins. He graduated from Fort Collins High School and Colorado State University. Investigators are asking anyone with information or anyone who was near the Foothills Trail at Reservoir Ridge the morning of September 10th to reach out to the Larimer County Sheriff's Office. Today is the last day of October, and of course, that means November is already about to start. It also means we are now entering the most common time of the year for wildlife-related car crashes to happen. November is ranked as having the highest number of wildlife versus vehicle collisions in Colorado. So as November begins, it's important to keep an eye out for wildlife on the road, especially deer. According to the Coloradoan, crashes caused by wildlife happens more often than most drivers think. The Colorado Department of Transportation ranks wildlife as the third highest cause of crashes in the state. On average, Colorado sees nearly 4,000 reported wildlife crashes every year. So every year, that costs about $80 million in damages. Even so, that number is probably even higher. Experts say these kinds of crashes usually go unreported. In Larimer County last year, about 35 crashes with wildlife were reported, and five of those caused injuries. Over the last five years, the average sits just above 32, so these kinds of crashes happen pretty consistently every year in the county. And consistently, deer are the ones that are getting hit the most, not just in Larimer County, but also the rest of Colorado. So as you're driving in Larimer County this season, there are definitely some wildlife hotspots to keep in mind. You want to stay extra alert if you're driving on I-25 around where the Poudre River runs under the interstate. U.S. Highway 287 between Livermore and Virginia Dale, Red Feather Lakes Road, and county roads near Horsetooth Reservoir are also some hot spots to keep in mind. If you can't remember that list, there's no need to worry. There are usually these yellow wildlife crossing signs near the road to let you know you're driving through an area with a higher chance of seeing animals. Of course, paying attention, driving slower, and watching for shining eyes in your headlights are some good ways to avoid hitting wildlife at all. But when a crash is unavoidable, Colorado Parks and Wildlife says not to swerve if you can, but instead keep control of your car and don't veer off the road. Contributions to this story come from the Coloradoan and Colorado Parks and Wildlife. Old Town in Fort Collins is often a busy spot in the city, and while it's known for all the food and shopping options, it's also known for how hard it is to find a parking spot. Those parking spots at the heart of Old Town on College Avenue are especially hard to find open. Right now, those spots are free, but the city might soon consider adding a fee to those parking spots. The city's parking department is seeking permission from the city council to move forward with a study that would explore that idea. The study would look at what changes could be made to the current parking setup and how those changes could improve visitor experience. Fort Collins Parking Services Manager Eric Kesselberg says that Old Town brings in a lot of different people. The amount of visitors has grown a lot, especially during the weekends. Now the demand for parking is enough to slow down traffic, causing delays and more emissions, according to CBS News. Kesselberg says that the city's longtime parking practice is an upside-down model. 
That means spots further away from Old Town are paid, but closer spots are free. So people are often driving slowly up and down Old Town looking for the best free spots. Kesselberg hopes the study would find a better model that would improve the experience for not just the visitors, but also for Old Town businesses and the city's budget. The idea to charge for spots along college could be one of the ways to reach those goals. Kesselberg told CBS News that the goal isn't to penalize people for going downtown, but instead to push traffic to other spots. If approved by the city, he hopes that the results could be completed by fall next year. I'm Lee Zimpel, and that's all for your local news. Coming up, Tyler will give you the rundown of some upcoming events in Fort Collins right after the break. Travel Rights is a proud supporter of KCSU and the KCSU Volleyball Broadcast. Located on 628 College Ave, Travel Rights is a full custom tattoo and piercing studio, as well as a jewelry and permanent jewelry boutique. For more information about Travel Rights, visit tribalritestattoo.com. Today in Fort Collins, there will be some fun Halloween events to go to. Starting at 10 a.m. this morning was the Tiny Tot Halloween event, which had children in their costumes trick-or-treat in Old Town. Fort Collins also celebrated Dia de Muertes at the Garden on Springs Creek. Dia de Muertes is a time to honor and remember our lost ones. The celebration took place inside the Butterfly House. Coming up later tonight is the Halloween Organ Extravaganza at the University Center for the Arts, starting at 6, 8, and 10 p.m. The CSU Organ Studio presents the 18th annual Organ Extravaganza. If you find organ music boring, this concert just might change your mind. And finally, tomorrow is the Dia de Muerte Sip and Paint Party at Los Ching Chingos. From 6 to 8 p.m., tickets grant admission as well as a skull mug to paint. Art supplies will be included and tasty Mexican food will be at the event as well. Coming up after the break in national news is Lee with a story on a heavily armed body found inside an amusement park. Also, changes may be coming to Colorado's presidential election ballot.
Brothers Bar and Grill is a proud supporter of KCSU. Brothers Bar and Grill is located in Old Town, Fort Collins, featuring weekly burgers, wings, and drink specials. Brothers is offering a new bro band night each Thursday from 9 p.m. to 1 a.m. More information can be found at brothersbar.com slash Collins. And we're back with national news. Colorado police are investigating after they found a heavily armed body inside an amusement park over the weekend. They say the body was wearing body armor and had multiple guns and explosives. Before the Glenwood Canvers Adventure Park opened on Saturday morning, park employees notified officials after finding the body of a 20-year-old man. On Monday, authorities identified the man as Diego Medina. According to USA Today, spokesperson for the Garfield County Sheriff's Office, Walt Stowe, said that Medina's death is being investigated as a possible suicide. The park is closed after his body was found. Stowe said that as of right now, though, there is no danger to the community. Officials haven't released how Medina died, but in a press release, they said his death wasn't involved with any of the rides and that he was not authorized to be inside the park. Details released from the investigation so far say that Medina was from the Carbondale area and that he was found dead wearing black tactical clothing. Police say he wore patches and emblems that made it look like he was with law enforcement. He wore body armor and a ballistic helmet. He was armed with two semi-automatic guns and several full clips of ammo for both. Garfield County Sheriff Lou Valerio said that both guns are believed to be ghost guns, meaning they were not registered and are untraceable. Medina was also found with multiple improvised explosive devices, also called IEDs. They were found on his body and in a car at the park that was associated with him. Some of the explosives were fake, but the real ones were taken care of by a bomb squad, according to the release. The squad swept the rest of the park to make sure no other explosives were planted. The the park was still closed yesterday. General Manager Nancy Hurd said that before the park can reopen, the park appreciates the investigators who are making sure it is safe to do so. In the meantime, as police continue to investigate, the Garfield County coroner will be looking into Medina's official cause of death. Former President Donald Trump might not be on Colorado's presidential ballot. The trial that could tell us whether he will or not began Monday this week in a Denver courtroom. The trial comes after a group of voters filed a lawsuit last month. The lawsuit challenges Trump's ability to be a presidential candidate on the Colorado ballot and on any ballot in the future based on a part of the 14th Amendment. The cited part says that no one should hold office if they take part in insurrection or rebellion. The lawsuit argues that the January 6th attack was an insurrection under the amendment and that Trump was the leader of those attacks. The lawsuit also argues he tried to overturn the 2020 election results. This use of the 14th Amendment has rarely been used over the last 150 years. This is the first time it's being used against a former president. The lawsuit is the first of its kind, and it could affect his ability to run in 2024 before the U.S. Supreme Court. The group behind the lawsuit, known as the Citizens for Responsibility and Ethics in Washington, or CREW, says they will continue challenging Trump's eligibility to run for president through more cases. Colorado's Republican primary is set for March 5th. Information for this update comes from CBS News. That'll wrap up your national news for now, but up next, Austin Martin will deliver the CSU Sports Report right after the break. 
KCSU is supported by Washington's, supporting live and local music in Fort Collins. Upcoming shows include Emo Night Fort Collins on Saturday, November 11th. Tickets and information at WashingtonsFOCO.com. Hi, I'm Austin Martin, Assistant Sports Director at KCSU. Here's what's going on this week in sports. CSU football lost its second straight game with Saturday's 30-13 defeat to the number 19 Air Force Falcons. The Rams were held scoreless in the second half after matching the Falcons with 13 points through the first 30 minutes. A 15-yard penalty was assessed against the Rams' defense for fans throwing snowballs onto the playing field. That penalty helped kickstart the drive that gave the Falcons their lead for the remainder of the game. The Rams are on a short week as they prepare to play Wyoming in the annual Border War in Laramie on Friday at 6 p.m. CSU Soccer advanced to the semifinal round of the Mountain West Championship that is being held in Laramie, Wyoming. Their 2-0 win over Fresno State on Sunday was their first postseason victory in program history. Sophomore Olivia Fout scored her 12th goal of the season to set the school record surpassing Kaylee Lordman in 2019. It was also the ninth shutout of the season for the Rams, which ties the school record. The semifinal matchup will take place in Laramie at 2 p.m. on Wednesday against San Diego State. CSU Volleyball split last week's matches against two of the top teams in the conference with a 3-2 reverse sweep loss to Utah State and a 3-0 sweep over Boise State on Saturday. Malaya Jones led the way in the matchup with the Aggies with 22 kills, while Kennedy Stanford dominated on Saturday with 15 kills on 0.583 hitting percentage. The Rams currently sit third in the conference with six matches left before the Mountain West Conference Championships next month. The Rams have another split week this week when they host Wyoming at 7 p.m. on Tuesday before heading to San Jose for a second meeting with the Spartans on Thursday at 7 p.m. CSU's men's golf is spending this week in Monterey, California for the Cal Poly Invitational. This is their final event of the fall season. CSU Women's Golf is in Miami for the Hurricane Invitational for their final event of the fall season. CSU Tennis will play in the SDSU Fall Classic this week in San Diego, California in what will also be their final event of the meet this season. They will return in January with a home duel versus North Dakota. Women's Basketball will host a scrimmage on Thursday in Moby Arena against the University of Colorado, Colorado Springs. CSU Swim and Dive defeated Denver in their final duel on Friday, 169.5 to 130.5. Sophomore Lexi Tritely broke two records held previously by the legendary Amy Van Dyken, one of which being the 50 free. The Rams will be back in the pool on Friday in Charlotte, North Carolina against Queens University and Old Dominion. Cross-country women's team won the Mountain West Conference Championships on Friday, while the men's took sixth. Sarah Carter of the women's team finished first overall with a time of 19.48 and a half. I'm Austin Martin, and this is what's going on this week in sports. We obviously saw some snow this weekend. I personally love the snow, but if you were not happy about that, you might be happy to know we should be in the clear this week. Overall, we should see a good amount of sun. The air will still feel a little brisk, though. Today, we saw sunny skies as temperatures peaked at around 44 degrees. 
In the afternoon, the wind was calm, but it kept that air feeling cold and brisky. Tonight, we'll see a mostly clear sky with some light wind. The low will dip to about 23 degrees. Wednesday will be a little cloudier, but we should see a good amount of sun still. It'll warm up a bit tomorrow with a high of 54. Winds will feel about the same as they did today, calm and brisky. Wednesday night will stay partly cloudy as temps drop to a low of 28 degrees. Thursday, we'll keep on seeing mostly sunny skies as the week gradually gets a little warmer. We'll ride a high near 59 degrees. Thursday night will cool off to a low of 34 and we'll see partly cloudy skies. If you want the rest of the week's forecast, I'll go over that in the next episode of the Rocky Mountain Review, which will air on Thursday at 4 p.m. Information for this forecast comes from the National Weather Service. And that is all for today. We would like to thank Damien Castile for our amazing theme music. We'd also like to thank the rest of our staff here at KCSU and Rocky Mountain Student Media. We couldn't do this without you. Finally, we couldn't do this without you, dear listener, so thank you. If you missed any part of today's show, you can find the RMR podcast on kcsufm.com under the news or podcast section. You can also find us on Spotify or anywhere else you listen to your podcasts by searching KCSU News. And with that, we'll see you next time.